0: Jesus, give us spiritual ears to hear and eyes to see. Give us a spiritual hunger for your word as I I read it. And satisfy us with with your presence. Uh, We need your presence uh, more than we need anything else. Come and meet with us uh, as we draw near to you through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're starting this uh, sermon series called Unhurried Living, Practicing the Presence of God in a Distracted Age. Uh, it's been said that in our society, if, uh, if you are homeless, uh, we provide you with a shelter. Uh, if you are penniless, uh, we provide you with something to eat. If you are breathless, we provide you with oxygen, right? If you are marginless, what do we do? If you are busy, what do we do? Give you one more thing to do, right? That's the way, that's the way we treat one another, who are busy. Uh, we know the story of Mary and Martha, and I kind of showed it to you. Uh, we kind of acted it out. But who can you relate to as I read this passage? Mary or Martha? This is God's word from Luke 10. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. A good thing, right? She's welcoming Jesus. It's very good. Uh, Her sister, Mary, sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. Also a good thing. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. So in other words, what I'm doing is the better thing. Um, Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I, uh, those are my notes, you know, must have been, yeah, sorry. Uh, Yeah, that, uh, we don't know if, we don't know if it was an older sister or what, but she's just commanding her, uh, uh, her sister what to do and, Trying to use Jesus to do that. Uh, But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Uh, Bill Gates has said, uh, Busy is the new stupid. Busy is the new stupid. Uh, Everyone. Sees it in our society that we're we're running around like chickens without our heads. There's a busyness in our culture. Whether you whether you go to the mall, whether you go to your workplace, uh, there, there's a busyness, and it's the same deal in this passage. Martha pushes; Mary is pushed. Who can you relate to, Martha or Mary? Christian psychologists put it this way. We are in a climate in which it's difficult to not just think about God or to pray, but simply to have any interior depth whatsoever. We are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. It's not that we have anything against God or depth. It's just that we are habitually too preoccupied. Martha is too preoccupied. From the one thing worth being concerned about. Uh, let's do a checkup. So do a checkup on yourself. Uh, are you preoccupied? Are you preoccupied? Um, I'd like you to answer two questions to the person beside you. In what ways do you see this Martha like preoccupation in your own life? In what ways do you see this Martha-like preoccupation in your own life, number one? And number two, what voices within you or around you uh, seek to keep you hurried, make you preoccupied? So in, in this text, the voice is Martha, right? Tell my sister, keep, keep going. Um, but, you know, in our culture, uh, we have things like the smartphone. Right? Uh, so you have uh two minutes, share with the person beside you those two questions. Ready, go. It's a pulse. Why did Jesus answer questions? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So, so what's the problem with what's the problem here? Uh, the problem with busyness. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having a full plate, doing what matters, right? There's nothing wrong with. That. I think the problem is that in this preoccupation, uh, Martha uh, neglected the one thing that mattered, the one thing that was most important. When I mark and. Hurried and busied and distracted, I I cannot receive love from God, and then I cannot give the love that comes from God. So I cannot give what I have not received, and so that's that's the problem with this hurriedness. Uh, you cannot be hurried and walk with Jesus. Being hurried is incompatible with walking with Jesus. Uh, We're going to look at three things in this sermon. First, Jesus' invitation to sit. Second, some practical ideas on uh, how to sit at Jesus' feet. And then third, the fruit that comes from sitting at Jesus' feet, what Mary did. And kind of symbolically, I want to sit in this sermon. Because sometimes in a sermon, I'm rushing too. And that's not helpful to you, and that's not helpful uh, to uh, uh, to me, and to what we're trying to do. Um, Jesus' invitation to sit um, in John fifteen. Uh, we read, "I'm the true vine. My Father is the vine dresser. Abide in me, and I in you. The branch." Cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. This is what Jesus is inviting each of us to do. To abide in him. Uh, Abide in me, abide in me, abide in me. In 10 verses, uh, in this little section of scripture, abide in me comes up 11 times. It just keeps coming up. Uh, Jesus says, turn to me, lean on me. Uh, In one translation, Eugene Peterson's The Message, he says, he translates this word, abide, make your home in me. Uh, So in the middle of a fight with your spouse, make your home in me. When you're waiting in 30 minutes of traffic, make your home in me. Uh, When a client is Angry at you in the phone, Rob and Matt, I'm looking at both of you, <laughs> um, and and you over there, Mike. Uh, when when a client's angry at you or a customer at the at the at the shop, Brad, uh, abide in me. Um, on the on the phone, the other person's giving you the runaround. Some big cell phone company or something. Abide in me. Uh, a struggle with whether you're going to make it to the end of the month. Abide in me. It's 8 p.m. And the kids don't have dinner on the table yet. Abide in me. Or it's 8 p.m. And the world, all is right in the world. Abide in me. Make your home in me. Every hurt, every blessing, every burden, all the relationships one by one, every responsibility, make your home in me. There are, anyone want to guess how many seconds there are in a day? That is a good guess, but wrong. 86,000, oh, that's good. It's, yes, seconds. You're good though, John. Yeah, yeah. 86,400 seconds. 86,400 seconds in each day. And every second is an invitation for us to make our home in God. Every second is an invitation. As one uh, preacher putty says, all throughout your day, you have hundreds of open windows uh, where you can, you can shut them, you can shut God out, and you can let your mind play that broken record that just happens. Or you can say, help Jesus. I, I can't deal with this client. Help Jesus. I, I need you if I'm going to even get through this day. Thank you, Jesus, for the sunrise. Thank you for waking me up this morning. What a beautiful day. You see the love of your child. Say, I, I love, and your child says, I love you. I love you, God. Every, se- every second is an invitation to sit at his feet. And the more you do it, the more I do it, the more we want to do it because our hearts are made for that. Our hearts are restless until they find the rest in God, as Augustine put it. Um, And so will you mess up? Like, will you blow up at the kids? Will you fall into self-pity? Will you doubt that God is present in your day? Will that happen? Yes but you can just turn back to God. Uh, You can come back to your home in God. Abide in me, Jesus says. And in verse 11 of this passage, he says, These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So first point we looked at, Jesus' invitation. Now some practical ideas for how to sit at Jesus' feet this week. Uh, I'm going to give you some work in this sermon because I'm sitting down. I'm taking it easy in this sermon. (laughs) I'm going to give you some work. i want you to turn to your neighbor and share in what ways you practice the presence of God. In what ways do you sit at Jesus's feet? There might be things you do every day you don't even think about. And when you're sharing them with your neighbor, it might be like, "Ah, I, I never thought about that. And they might have another window to see God themselves. And perhaps you have no experience with this. Perhaps just listen. Uh, We can learn from one another. Uh, So turn to your neighbor, share and listen. The question is, in what ways do you sit at Jesus's feet? You have two minutes. So ready? Uh, Go. We're going to get there. That's the last point. So you're going to have the opportunity now to actually tell on your friend. So this is a bit of a curveball. If something they said, maybe get their permission or don't, however well you know them. Um, What kind of stood out to you from what you heard? Uh, Ways that, that someone you were chatting with Practices the presence of God sitting at Jesus's feet. Yeah, uh, Linda. Um, so my friend said she listens to worship music. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that I stood out it to too. you? Yeah, it, it's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. a little, just, yeah, hitting on your Spotify, you know, worship. Yeah. There's there's Spotify one there's is. one thing worship Wednesday on Spotify. Anyways, oh, yeah. God. So that's just a an idea. Anyone else? Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, uh, Nick shared with me that he's uh, he's been like consciously getting to praying in the evening as he's going to bed and and actually reading a psalm. So, psalm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right in the middle of the Bible, right there. Just randomly? Yeah, just open that up, and there you go. Cool. Anyone else? Yeah, Amanda? Yeah. Well, I know Linda does this, but she didn't mention it. But she likes to go in nature, so like hikes and stuff, and like that's a good way to spend time with God. Oh, cool. Cheryl? Hi, my friend told me that he makes a plan to get up an hour before everybody else so there isn't any distraction and he immediately gets in to the bible so it's a promise and a, a practice and a pl- something planned and, and that, yeah and, that and it's working oh. for him. anyone else uh, yeah uh-oh So Lillian shared that she begins the day with uh, a quick prayer of thank you. But for her, she's more relaxed at night after the day has been completed uh, and then she spends more time with God at night. So whenever works for you. Anyone else? Yes, John, shout it out. You got a big voice. reading reading the word thank you john meditating yes thank you john so i um anyone heard of francis Schaefer? he's this big theologian guy and he would often be asked you know what do you do to sit at jesus feet what's your spiritual practice you know tell. and and he had so much a lot of people would come to him because they really looked up to him and he said don't look at me don't look at my don't you know my spirituality is poor and there's a danger in us kind of sharing these ideas of how we do this, that we kind of look to one another. No, we, we want to be looking to, to Jesus. And so I'm going to share my sixth list of, of how I do this, um, like some of the things that I do. They're meant as ideas. They're not meant as a recipe, and I do this with some hesitation. Um, but it just I'm praying it just might be helpful. Uh, so number one, this is something I'm really learning. This is early stages. This idea that busy is the new stupid, I'm trying to plan 70% of a day and then leave 30% for margin. So I'm just, I'm trying to do that. Number two, kneel. Uh, so I, I bend my knees three times a day in prayer. Um, the the one thing to be concerned about that Jesus says is sitting at, at the feet. It, it needs to make it on my schedule. So, I, so that's the, the morning, noon, and before I before I go to bed. And the posture just says, Jesus, you're in control, I'm not, and that's good. (laughs) That's that's a good thing. And so going on my knees helps with that. Number three, this St. Patrick's Prayer has always blessed me, so I say it in the morning. Uh, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ under me, Christ above me, Christ on my left, Christ on my right, and slowly this is becoming uh, my reality. It's, it's so cool. Like I'm thinking about the presence of Jesus around me during the day because I've done that in the morning. And number four, uh, this is a pastor I respect who does this, and so before noon, this is a new thing. I have Psalm 23 on my fridge when I go in for lunch. Uh, I, I share Psalm 23. I just read it out loud. I have a shepherd and I need to remember that. Uh, I need to remember by by lunchtime the cares of the day, the cares of the world have all entered into my heart and uh, I live like I don't have a shepherd but I have a shepherd and by noon I remember he is guiding me in the day. Uh, Number five, I close my day with with thanksgiving Uh, so I I used to do this thing called examine. It was like a longer spiritual exercise, and I would just fall asleep right in the middle of it. and It just wasn't working, so I started doing this this thing where uh, I just thank God for three of like the biggest blessings uh, in the day, and you know, rather than kind of playing that old broken record of this happened or this person or this thing that I'm struggling with, I, I'm dwelling on praising God. Right? And it's super simple. Um, and uh, so number, number six, and this was already said from Linda, it's one of the easiest things for me. Just, uh, it brings me in a posture of sitting at Jesus' feet, just listening to worship music. Um, they say if you want to start an exercise, like if you want to start an exercise routine, like don't decide, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m., I'm going to spend two hours at the gym, I'm going to lift weights, I'm going to do cardio... And I'll make it to work on time Monday through Friday. Don't do that; uh, it, it won't work. Um, they say, you know, get up in the morning, and you know, do a couple push-ups, <laughs> and try that for a month, and then you get into this habit of of this uh, uh, physical fitness. It's the same thing with spiritual with spiritual fitness, and. And so yes, like we have this like big prayer retreat coming up on the twenty fifth. Super exciting. Listening to God. Recommend it for everyone. Uh, it's worth your time. Uh, but uh, character change tends to happen in these daily, in these daily commitments. Um, and so uh, there's this stuff on habit formation. You know, make it obvious, attractive, easy. Make it rewarding. So if, if you're doing something new. Um, so, the pillow is right in front of my bed. I can't get to my bed unless I look at that pillow, and so it's a reminder to me every time I see that to just drop before I um, before I go to bed. Um, so there'll be lots of opportunities to kind of do this in this unhurried se- uh, sermon series, kind of take on these like two-minute little practices and just integrate. This sitting with Jesus into uh, into your day to day routines, uh, but for now, perhaps one thing to tr- to do um, is to just pay attention. You know, this this week as you as you go to work, you know, am I hurried? Am I rushed? Uh, when am I hurried in this day? Like when when am I at peace? You know, what what obstacles are there? And almost look at it like a strategy, right? Going into like, what obstacles are there in this. In this big long marathon of a week that keep me from sitting at jesus's feet so is it electronics is it email is it um, too much social in the evenings not enough social too much sleep not enough sleep i don't know just go into this week paying attention um, uh, and to say yes to god it's going to end up where you're going to end up saying no to some things right but we got this whole sermon series to figure that out just Go into this week, hang attention, when am I hurried? Uh, what's keeping me from sitting at, at Jesus' feet? Um, so we looked at Jesus' invitation to sit, um, and then we just looked, talked about some ways to sit at Jesus' feet. And lastly, the fruit that comes from sitting. Uh, Jesus says, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Uh, so, this here is uh, a dead branch. Uh, it's been dead for a while. Uh, it hasn't been connected uh, at its at its stem here for a little while. Um, cut off from Christ, we're just like this dead branch. Um, no spiritual growth. That's what we're like. Um, The branch is only growing if it's abiding. Uh, It's it's only growing if if it's abiding. And so you're only spiritually growing if you're joined at the stem to Jesus. The good news is, this is the good news, if you're joined, you will grow. If you're joined to Jesus, you will grow. Uh, and so you don't need to stress too much if you will grow uh, spiritually. Uh, when Jesus says, "I'm the vine, you are the branches," it's, in other words, he's saying, "I have entered your nature." This is a crazy thought. It's like like think about this. I have entered your nature. I am spiritually joined to you." So, joined to Jesus, our lives will see fruit. Abide in me, and you will bear much fruit. I am the stem of your life. So, spiritually speaking, if you believe in Jesus, if you trust in Jesus, if you abide in Jesus, uh, something like the Niagara Falls power plant uh, is behind your growth, your spiritual growth. Like that's, that's the power that, that means the, the, the idea, the doctrine or whatever is union with, with Christ. We're in Christ. Uh, and, and and that's a, a wild thought that, that uh, we're in Jesus. Um, and so in the words of one preacher, he said, we, we can give up our small ambitions, uh, especially going into 2020, uh, you could be living right now with things uh, that you should not be. <laughs> right? Things are in your life. Things are in your heart uh, that should not be. There's things that maybe have been bugging you, that maybe you've given up on. Uh, you've given up on yourself. And how can we do this in light of these claims that we are that we are grafted into Jesus that? that the lifeblood of God is in us. How can we give up on ourselves? And, and he says in this passage, whatever you ask of me, I will give you. And he's talking about fruit. So are you in despair? I will give you joy. Uh, are, are Is life hard? Turn to me for hope. Are you disturbed? My peace I give to you. So we can we can ask for this. Uh We're about to take communion, um, and in communion, uh, this is what we declare, our our union with with Jesus, that that his life is now our life. Um, Each day, uh, you and I, uh, we can go without acknowledging God. You know, we can come on Sunday, and we can do the church thing, and we can do our entire day without acknowledging God. Right? That's, that's possible. Uh, maybe use him as a 911 distress call. Uh, you can forget about him the second you walk out that door. Um, but well when we take communion, what we remember is that there's not a microsecond that he is not mindful of you. There's not a microsecond that he's not mindful of you, and this is an open window uh, for you to go to him. And so, as we uh, enter into communion, I'm just I'm just going uh, to pray. Jesus, we we thank you uh, for your presence everywhere. Um, but then, for your manifest presence, your uh, tangible, experiential presence, right here, right now, uh, we we ask that you would help us to see you in all things. Um, we we recognize that our hearts are restless uh, unless they find their rest in you, and so we ask that as we uh, declare our our unity uh, with you. Um, in, in the Lord's Supper, we ask that you would uh, give us uh, your peace. That if there's any area of our of our lives where um, 2019 maybe we kind of gave up on, um, would would you remind me that? Would you remind us that because the very lifeblood of God is in us, because we're united with Jesus, uh, there's no room for giving up, because <laughs> because you're not giving up. And, and so we, we thank you that even in this very moment, uh, you are working out uh, our potential uh, uh, as, as your children. Even in this very moment, you're working on those things that maybe we've given up on. And so uh, we thank you that you're a patient God, you're patient with us, and, and you're, you're, you're sanctifying, you're making us new. You do that day by day by day, by day, and that you're going to take a lifetime to do it. And that's very good. And so open up this, this meal to us as we take in the life that comes from food. May, may you remind us that uh, we have taken in your life. Uh, and in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.